Chapter 3 Welcome to Heirat They've been waiting for over an hour outside the great mead hall of Heirat. This gave the king plenty of time to arrive and assemble his court, and it gave the Yetish warriors plenty of time to admire the front of the hall. It was by far the largest building any of them had ever seen. It was built of dark cedar, all bound together with cast iron bands, decorated with gold filigree, and had a low, broad, peaked roof. Its roof could only be called low in light of how enormous the rest of the structure was. The roof was gold, though whether it was of gold paint, gold leaf, or plates of actual gold was impossible to tell without climbing up. On the front of the structure loomed two enormous wooden shapes like horns reaching at angles skyward. Apart from the front and back entrances, Herod was bordered on all sides by cedar trees. The heavy oaken doors, bound in frames and cross-girdings of cast iron with gold decorations, hung on heavy iron pins that fitted into heavy iron rings. They were securely locked from the inside. Two Danes in full war gear stood as door wardens, spears in their right hands and swords on their belts. They did that thing guards do where they never look away from you, but never look at you directly either. A bird called to its mate in the trees for a time, getting no answer. Eventually, the Yetz heard the thudding and clanking of the mechanism being unfastened from inside, and the heavy doors swung open. A tall, slender thane with a ginger mustache stood there. He was named Wolfgar, and he had a brief word with them. Okay, now where do you come from again, with all of these gleaming battle shields, your finely crafted mail shirts, your helmets, bright banner, and these proud lances? He started out, I have never seen anything like this. The towering leader of the visiting warriors replied, We are close friends and faithful servants of Higelac, king of the Yats, and would like to speak to King Hrothgar of the Danes about his difficulty. My name is Beowulf, sister son of Higelac. Wolfgar said, I will go and have a word and see what our generous and gracious lord has to say about this. And he turned behind him and called out more loudly, My liege, some yet men have sailed here over the sea led by one they call Beowulf. They wish to have a word about our situation. Perhaps it would be a good idea to speak with them? The Yets could hear then the voice of one old but filled with energy saying, I remember this man when he was just a tiny lad. His father long since passed on, was named Egtheow. Lost both of his parents, Beowulf did, the way I heard it. They say he has the hand strength of thirty men. Maybe he is the answer to our difficulty. Tell him and his men to come in, and that they are most welcome. Wolfgar told Beowulf and his Yedish warriors, These loyal thanes will keep your battle gear safe out here until you're done conferring. The two guards gestured, to the well-worn weapons racks that stood to either side of the doors. Clearly, the Yets were to store their weapons outside while talking with King Hrothgar in the hall itself. One did not enter the presence of the king armed for battle. Their helmets and coats of mail they could wear inside. If any of them had been using a walking stick or staff to lean on, perhaps this might have been allowed, but not blades." So there was a great deal of unbuckling of belts and the clunking of iron-tipped lances being tossed into a pile. Their shields they placed in a long row, leaning against the wall as well. A shield has often proved injurious when one is punched smartly in the mouth with the edge or simply backhanded with one. Once they were disarmed, Wolfgar waved them in, 
and they all trooped into the relative dimness of the great wooden hall, pausing for a moment to take in the wide expanse above them. The entire place was full of long, low tables of dark, sturdy oak. They bore the marks of not only years of spilled drinks, but on a few toward the back could be seen deep gouges and more ominous-looking, darkly spattered stains. Hrothgar was seated on a raised platform to the left and halfway to the rear of the hall. He was white-bearded and elderly, but it was clear he had been a tall, strong man in his youth. With him sat his queen, Waeltheow, auburn-haired, lovely, and very young compared to Rothgar, but clearly the mother of a couple of teenage children who sat nearby. A retinue of various thanes and earls sat below, waiting. Still wearing his mail shirt and iron helmet, Beowulf strode over to stand below the king's platform, his men following a couple of steps behind him, still gazing around them at the hall. Beowulf's warm, growly voice rang out, "'Hail, Hrothgar! I am the sister-son of Higelac and his faithful servant. I have done a number of amazing things since I was a boy, and look to do more and greater things still. I heard of your difficulty here in Denmark from seafarers passing through my own land who told me of the magnificence of this mighty hall, standing empty and forlorn each evening when men ought to be in here drinking and telling tall tales. My own men urged me to come try my hand at setting things aright here. They knew of my enormous strength, and have seen me covered in gore, defeating enemy warriors five at a time without help, and crawling out of the waves having slain many underwater creatures. I hope, gracious Hrothgar, that you will permit me to help you in your difficulty, and that I have not traveled here in vain. I have heard only a bit about your difficulty and who or what is causing it. Perhaps you would tell me more about the situation.' 